Yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Bringing the Heat, episode 24. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Um, this episode is going to be brought to you by our new sponsor, uh, Train on Main. So Train on Main is our new sponsor. Summer is almost here, believe it or not. I know it's February. Some of you uh, out there probably think winter is still in front of us. we got a lot more storms to go. But truthfully, it's not. Summer is right around the corner. Um, most of us probably gave up on our New Year's resolution already. So why don't we go back and try to fix that? Why don't we try to uh, get back on the wagon there and try to accomplish our New Year's resolution? So why don't we try to try to accomplish whatever we have set out to do uh, for the new year? So Go to Train on Main. You can visit them at 427 Main Street, Stroudsburg. Um, and you could ask for any of the trainers there. Uh, Dan is the one that had contacted us and said that he would love to sponsor us. So you could ask for Dan or you could ask anybody that works there. They're truly knowledgeable when it comes to golf, fitness, or any fitness in general. Uh, that could be flexibility, strength, endurance, whatever you want to work on. Um, it's a great intimate setting. And it's a true one-on-one training facility, so you will have someone with you at all times trying to help you achieve your goals. Uh, you could also follow them at Train on Main 427 on Instagram. So before I get started into any sports today, I just wanted to uh, talk about some news that I read today. It's pretty funny. So first, <laughs> I'm on Facebook, and you know Facebook, like, no one goes on Facebook to actually post anything. Everyone goes on Facebook to like just read the news and see what's going on. And uh, I came across this article. Pretty funny. Um, kids that are disappearing for attention. Okay, so I read this article. And teens are daring other teens to go out and disappear for like a day or two so that their picture can be put on the news. Um one, you know, kids, kids are dumb. I mean, we go back to the t- the Tide Pod stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy what and and having a child myself, it, it makes me worry about what the hell is are the kids going to be like then. But um, so but anyway, yeah, kids are disappearing for attention, so they're out there trying to disappear for a couple of days, get their face on the news, get that national or at least local recognition. Um, I mean, if you go on Facebook, you always see all the time that this this kid is missing or so-and-so is missing. And it's freaking crazy. I just watched um, Abducted in Plain Sight. And not only did I just watch that, I'm also watching the new season of True Detective, which is kind of the same thing with kids going missing. And holy shit, I mean, this is not a time to be joking around like that. And now kids are out here trying to get noticed. Um I wouldn't say, hey, someone wants to report bringing the Heat podcast uh, missing. We can put our uh, logo up on the news. That would be freaking amazing. That'd be great. Bet you we get more listens, but uh, I don't think you can you can do that. But that, <laughs> it's just I read these news stories and I'm just like, what the hell is going on? But if you need anything to watch, though, in all seriousness, you need to go out and watch Abducted in Plain Sight and True Detective, the, the third season. Uh, great watches. <clears throat> um, so going into sports, uh, I guess I'll start with 
with football because most of my most of my good stories are from football today. So, uh, first things first on football, Joe Flacco. So Joe Flacco goes to the Broncos, and talk about an absolute joke. Um, so I understand Case Keenum. He's not the answer. All right, we kind of all figured that Case Keenum wasn't going to be the guy in Denver. Um, he just, you know, he had a good year. Uh, he's he's an average to below average quarterback in the NFL. Um, he's not a he's not worth what he's getting paid. But let's be honest, Joe Flacco has not been good in football in a long time. I was reading some stats, seeing some articles. Joe Flacco ranks almost dead last in a ton of categories. He is, I think, last in like quarterback rating, um, and this is for starters, quarterback rating, interception to touchdown ratios, like completion percentage, stuff like that. I mean, Joe Flacco has not really been good since they won that Super Bowl. Um, he just hasn't been the same quarterback. And it's it's funny to me. Now, don't get me wrong. Denver has a good team. Uh, as a Chicago Bears fan, I know Vic Fangio is going to make that defense really good. They have some young talent on offense and Cortland Sutton. And, and um, you know, they got two good running backs in Freeman and Lindsey. But... Let's be honest, Joe Flacco is just not the answer. And to be to if I'm being honest with you, I think it's a complete wash. I I don't think Flacco's any better than Keenum, but Flacco just went a whole year without playing. So to me, you just picked up a guy who hasn't played all year for the most part. He played I think he played like half the year. Um and then you got versus a guy who played all season. It didn't play great, you know. He wasn't the best quarterback in the league, probably not even the top fifteen. But he did better than what Joe Flacco did, and so to me, the Broncos are hoping to get that kind of flash in the pan, like they had with um, Peyton Manning when he brought them to the Super Bowl. Even though he wasn't really Peyton Manning, the Peyton Manning we know, but the that Peyton Manning is still better than this Joe Flacco. And I don't know if the defense is as good as what they were when Manning was there. I mean, they're older. Von Miller's older. Um, Harris, the defensive back, is older. Their linebackers, front, their, their front seven is really just older. Um, so to me, I have a hard time really believing that, that Joe Flacco's the answer. They, they sh- the Broncos need to go out and still draft the quarterback. Um, people are saying maybe they'll wait till next year. Because there is a a higher level uh, uh, of quarterbacks in that class, but I think there's some solid quarterbacks in this in this draft. You got Jones from Duke, Haskins, Kyler Murray. Now um, you got who else? You got Will Greer. So there are guys out there that that I think the Broncos could get. Um, I don't know. I just I I was really surprised that he went to Denver because in my honest opinion, I think that they are very similar and I don't think Joe Flacco is any better. 
Um, I could have saw, I could have seen Flacco going to somewhere like Washington, something like that. Um, but I don't know. It's just very, very, very interesting. Uh, in my honest opinion, I think that I think they'll take a step backwards under Joe Flacco. I think that gives um, Fangio kind of. If I'm Fangio, and and who knows, I don't know how much um, power he's been giving given since uh, he's taken over. Obviously, it hasn't been too long, so I think that's purely um, Elway making those decisions. But he's trying to sneak out another Super Bowl with a veteran quarterback, and I just don't think that's the case. Do I think Keenum was the answer? No, but I don't think the Broncos will perform any better under Joe Flacco. Um, that's just my opinion. I put out the tweet earlier, the meme of the, the two Spider-Men looking at each other pointing, because that's basically how I feel. I mean, it doesn't get any... It, it, they're the same. I honestly feel like they're the same. If it was Joe Flacco six years ago versus Case Keenum, then yeah, but Joe Flacco has not been that guy. He's been... He has not been the same quarterback. So... Um, uh, another another funny story. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh my God, Kirk Cousins. He can never win. So obviously everybody knows Kirk Cousins went out, got that big deal this year from the Vikings. Everyone thought that you know he was going to put the Vikings over the edge. They finally had that quarterback. Um, Kirk Cousins can't win big games. We've talked about this. He he's not a good. Uh, big situation quarterback. He's horrible on primetime games. He's horrible against teams with winning records. He's not He's not great. Turns the ball over a lot. And him trying to be a nice athlete, give something back to the fans uh, of Minnesota, he puts out a Twitter poll asking fans, you know, saying how he wants to give away, give away something, and he puts out a Twitter poll of items. Of what um, of what he could give away, and whatever one won the vote, he would give away. Um, let's just say that was a horrible decision by Kirk. He could have used uh, better judgment on that. Uh, if I'm Kirk's wife, I'm probably saying it's probably not the best idea because Vikings fans have had it rough for the last probably for a, a very long time. True, and, and to, if we're being honest, but especially over the last couple of years with, you know, their kickers missing field goals, and last year they got bounced, or 2017 rather they got bounced, so they just haven't, you know, uh, Vikings fans have had it rough, and Cousins was brought in there to put them over that that hump, and it didn't happen, and the fans are bitter. Yeah, you know, and and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm a huge Bears fan, and and I get I was super bitter. I hate, I still am super upset with Cody Parkey. I, I'm not a huge fan of him, and that's just me as a fan. You know, you, you robbed me of of excitement. You robbed me of another week of football. So just think about how these fans felt. You know, you're paying this quarterback all this money to bring you to that next level. It didn't happen. And so Cousins, you know, he, he puts out that poll and uh, people just destroyed him. Um, the fans were absolutely 
insane saying could we get your game checks back uh all, it'd be nice if you could convert a third and seven um how about your bonus money back how about you cut yourself like from the team uh just just crazy shit and truthfully he just he set him up he set himself up for that um so it's it's funny as as someone who likes i mean i read sports articles all the time so for me it's funny but really think about how he felt um you know he's got to feel like absolute shit for for going through that and so uh, that's a tough situation for kirk um i've always liked kirk cousins i really have um i think with the way that he played in Washington, you know, and, and how there aren't many good quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. There are some guys who perform well for one or two years, but there has, there are not a good group of quarterbacks in the NFL. So when a guy has a really good gear or a really good two years where he's putting up tons of yards, uh, a decent touchdown to interception ratio with a solid QBR, you know, like that guy's going to get paid. And so I felt Kirk Cousins deserved to get paid because of the way the quarterback market is. Um, and little side point, that's why Kyler Murray is going into the NFL because there are millions of outfielders that are probably going to be better than Kyler Murray. But with the way that the quarterback position in the NFL and such low talent, that's why Kyler Murray's going to get, get a boatload of money. But going back to Kirk Cousins, you know, he deserved to get paid. I like Kirk. He's a competitor. I think his game is not horrible, but he has a really hard time in big situations. And, and you know, it's it's kind of like the reverse of, of, like, Nick Foles. Like, Nick Foles at times looked horrible, and then in big situations he, he looks like a world beater. So it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, but, yeah, Kirk, you, you set yourself up for that one, bud, and... You know, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta give the fans time to heal. It's still a little early. Um, maybe do that before the start of the season. That would probably be a better time. So he hasn't come out and said anything about it. I'd like to. He probably won't. You know, what do you say? What do you say to that? Um, but I would. I could only imagine he's probably feeling like like shit. So, um, but anyway, between the Flacco trade and everything. Uh, obviously that cements, cements the starting spot for Lamar Jackson or Lamar Jackson full steam ahead. He's going to be their, their guy. Um, just a couple other small, uh, small things. Pierre Garçon got cut, which we figured, I mean, the guys missed 16 games in two years in San Fran. So he's good when he's on the field, but he just isn't on the field enough to pay him the money that he's, uh, he is getting paid. Um, some guy, I mean, there isn't too much yet. I mean, there's guys that there's some cut candidates that could happen. I mean, you got Eli could freaking get cut. Blake Bortles is probably going to be cut. Uh, Sean Lee, Nick Perry, uh, Mark Barron, Zach Brown's already basically been told he's going to get cut linebacker for the Redskins. So, I mean, nothing huge has happened. Obviously the NFL season just wrapped up. We got another, um, week of the AAF this weekend. So if you're bored, want to watch some football, check that out. Uh, I'll probably tune in, watch some of it. I don't know if I'll watch the full game, but I'll watch some of it. Um, 
I talked about it last time. You know, I'm not going to get too much into that, but AAF is not bad. Um, you know, if you have something to do on Saturday, you're not going to work your schedule around it. But for the most part, if you're not doing anything on a Saturday or Sunday, it's on TV. Throw it on. It's not bad. Um, so that's it. That's all I got for football. Not much going on in the NFL. Um, going to going to baseball. So um, Trevor Bauer, which is this is pretty a uh, pretty interesting story. So Trevor Bauer, uh, for the last couple of years, has gone to arbitration. Um, last year he won his case. I think it was for five or six million. And then this past year, Trevor Bauer had a really good year. He was sixth in the Cy Young voting. Uh, he was an absolute stud. He he had a really good chance to win the Cy Young had he not gotten injured. Um, tis the the way the, that's the way of the world for an athlete. Um, he got hurt, missed a good portion of the season there at the end, and didn't win the Cy Young. But either way, he came, he came in. He was sixth in the voting, which is good. Um, had a really, really good year. So, as it is all the time, uh, m- most teams don't agree on an arbitration. It normally goes to a hearing. And so, I think the Indians wanted to pay him 11. He thought he was worth 13. They go to arbitration. And the closing, the closing arguments for the Indians, which is very interesting... They basically came out and said that Trevor Bauer doesn't deserve $13 million based off his character. So they're basically saying because of his character and how he acts uh, and, and his personality, he's not worth $13 million. So it wasn't about the play on the field. Um, it, was, it was about um, his, his personality and who he is. And anybody that follows Trevor Bauer on Twitter knows he's a very straightforward guy. He's very different, uh, very unique. But the guy is a competitor. You know, he works as hard as anybody, and I know that personally from from things I know. He works hard as hell. He's always in the gym. He's part of Driveline Baseball, so I see videos of him all the time. Um, pays a ton of money to go there. I mean, Trevor Bauer is is. I'm not going to say he's a class act, but the guy works his ass off. And yeah, he's quirky. Yeah, he got he got hurt from a drone accident, that kind of stuff. Uh he's been he's on he's in Twitter arguments all the time. But Trevor Bauer is is a stud. Um he's a guy that you know, if anybody knows Trevor Bauer, he's a guy that a lot of people thought was a bust, was going to be out of the league. Uh, didn't really know what to do. He struggled a lot when he was in Arizona, and he kind of found a home when he went to Driveline, and they totally fixed him. and And the guy was he was six in the voting. I mean, how can you? You got to tip your hat. The guy went, noticed he had something wrong with him, turned it around, worked his ass off to get where he was at, and he does well. Thinks he deserves more money, which he does. And don't get me wrong, Trevor Bauer is smart as hell. He knows uh, a, a lot of shit, and he knew he was going to win that case. It wasn't like he went out there asking for $20 million. He asked for 13 That was his number, which is only $2 million off of what the Indians offered. And 
he they, they turn it down and then their closing argument with a player that's on your team nonetheless that's going to be there for the long haul or at least until he can hit free agency and you go out there and you judge his character or who he is uh, Trevor Bauer called it character assassination I find that to be very weird that's like my boss coming out and, and you know basically berating who I am uh it's just it's weird and to come out and and you know that's your closing arguments of why not to pay somebody not because he helps you win a lot of games uh but based on his character um I I get you know I think that's part of the reason why Machado hasn't been signed but is is due to some of the stuff that happened in the playoffs but I just find it very um very interesting that that the Indians would come out and say that um, to me, it's. It, I know that he's been part of like trade discussions as well, so I don't know how happy the front office is with Trevor Bauer. I mean, we don't see everything behind closed doors. Maybe they don't agree with everything he does, but you can't say that he's a bad guy. I mean, the guy, and he he said it in this article. I'm reading it on from ESPN right now. You know. He's donated thousands of dollars to charity. Um, he goes to events, uh, and, and he works hard. All right, is he a little different? Yeah, maybe he's not training the way you want him to train. I don't know. I don't know if any of that's true or not. I'm going off pure speculation, but um, I, I have a hard time. And yes, he gets on in Twitter arguments and and stuff like that. But so be it. The guy is the the reason is he's a competitor. He's straightforward. He's going to tell you how it is and. You know, unfortunately, we we live in a soft society. We live in a soft world. People can't handle that, and so, you know, and, and he's not going to hide anything. You know, I, I totally believe what he's saying, and the Indians haven't come out and said that's not true. So I, I'm thinking that it definitely happened. Uh, just very, very interesting um, for for a team to come out and make the make that claim that a guy isn't worth the money based off his character. Yet he won how many games for you? And I mean, I know they're in a shit division, but he was one of the best pitchers in baseball until he got hurt. And I expect him to, to resume that this year. I mean, his his stuff is absolutely nasty. So uh, that was definitely a very, very interesting article that I read today. Um, what else? Let's look at what else is in baseball. I mean, baseball started up, pitchers and catchers. We see, you know, judges out there. Lots of guys are out there. Um, the only te- <laughs> the two guys, well, there's a bunch of guys that haven't signed yet, but still waiting on Harper and Machado. Uh, latest news on Machado is the Padres GM did meet with him in Miami. So the Padres are making a push, but I don't, the Padres do have a pretty good farm system. Um, I, I, Relate it basically to what's going on in Chicago. So, you know, Chicago has a ton of good prospects, young guys. So, given Machado a seven, eight year deal, by the time he's in his third, second, third year of that deal, they should really be competing at that point because all those prospects are coming up. But you can't really, hindsight's 2020, you can't tell me that all those prospects are going to work out either. So you don't really know until they come up and they perform. But, you know, 
I think a lot of these teams, you know, it's like if Machado goes to the Yankees tomorrow, he knows that those players, judges established, Andujar has been was established from last year. Sanchez is kind of coming back from a comeback year, but you know that team is established. All those guys have major league experience. Machado goes to the White Sox now. He's going to go to a team that, yes, on paper has a ton of prospects. Same with San Diego, but in reality, those guys don't have any big league experience yet. So it makes it a lot more difficult to really see the future with that. So, and we've seen the Padres go out and hand out tons of money. The one year they signed Matt Kemp, they signed Justin Upton, uh, they had BJ Upton, and if they fell flat on their face, those guys were gone by the deadline. They didn't make it. They had Will Myers, who's still there, but I mean, it didn't last. It didn't work out, and those guys were gone by the deadline. So, um, I think if if Machado wants to win now. He's going to go to a team like New York, take less money. I know the Yankees have said that they offered him $220 million. I think the White Sox offered $250 million. Uh, do you take the $30 million less and win right away and know that that team's going to win? Or do you take the $30 million extra and, and bank on the prospects uh, working out? At this point, as a Yankee fan, I don't really care if the Yankees get Machado or not. I'm kind of at the point now where I like the Yankees team where it's at. Um, so I don't really, you know, they get Machado great. They don't, so be it. It's not going to hurt my feelings, especially if Nolan Arenado doesn't sign an extension as, and is a free agent. I will take Nolan Arenado any day of the week over Manny Machado. And I'm not, I don't read too much into the personality thing. I like to look at what they do on the field. And to me, Arenado, though, with what he does on the field and how fierce of a competitor he is, I take Arenado over Machado any day of the week. Um, that's really it. There just there is not much news out there. Uh, I was reading more more of the funny stories that that were going on rather than uh, what's going on in the sports world because there really just is not a ton of stuff uh, going on. It, it kind of sucks. I mean. The biggest stuff that's going on is MMA this weekend is phenomenal. So if you're an M&M fan, if you're an MMA fan, this is a good week for you. So Bellator has their UFC or their Bellator 215 and 216 this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, Friday isn't really great. I mean, the, the main car or Paige Van Zandt's uh, husband who is 6-0, is making his debut, Austin Vanderford. He'll be facing Cody Jones. Uh, that shall be interesting because I have seen video of Vanderford, and the guy is, I mean, one, he is absolutely huge. And uh, he seems like, he seems legit. I mean, he seems really legit. Um, but, yeah, uh, there isn't really anything good Friday. I mean, the main event, Matt Mitrione's fighting, but... I'm not too stoked about Friday, but Saturday, if you are an MMA fan, this weekend is a card for you. It's a weekend for you. Um, if you're an MMA fan from early to early to 2000s to like 2000s, let's say 9, 10, this is a car. This is a weekend for you. 
Um, I know I've said that about three times in a row now. But we got Michael Page, Paul Daly, main event. Paul Daly is so much fun to watch. Michael Page, undefeated, 13-0. Both master shit talkers. Um, that will be a... I think that's going to be a war. Those two are just going to throw bombs at each other. Don't think it's going to make it past the first round. Uh, then you got Crow Cop versus Roy Nelson 2. So those two fought in the UFC years back. Roy Nelson won. He is facing Crow Cop now, again, in Bellator. And that's just... Roy Nelson has looked like shit in his last couple of fights. I've watched him. He hasn't looked great. Crow Cop hasn't... I don't think he's fought in forever. Um, Crow Cop is still huge, though. The man's fucking jacked. So I'm excited for that. Czech Congo is fighting. Uh, he's fighting Vitaly Minikov, who I don't even know who that is, but I know who Czech Congo is. And so another uh, throwback name there. Then we go to UFC. Let me pull it up here. <clears throat> First off, Cain Velazquez. Now this is, and what's nice is all this stuff is on TV. It's on ESPN. So this is not a pay-per-view card. All right, Cain Velazquez making his return. He has now fought in a long while. It's been a long time. Now this is on Sunday. So President's Day is on Monday. Normally UFC and Bellator do not, they don't do anything on the same day. So Bellator has got Saturday. UFC got Sunday, which doesn't matter because Monday is a holiday, so we're off anyway. So we got Francis Ngannou versus Cain Velasquez. That's going to be sick. Cain Velasquez, people have been waiting for him to come back for so long. The heavyweight division has been so weak. Um, Daniel Cormier, and I hate Daniel Cormier, has really been the most exciting thing to happen to the heavyweight division because of the way he's just absolutely owned people. I mean, knocking out Stipe in the first round, absolutely demolishing Derek Lewis. Um, so to me, like, this is exciting because Kane, Kane is a great wrestler. And if he was to win this fight, I would like to see Kane in DC uh, because they both wrestle well. Kane's got power. Cormier's got power. I think it would be freaking sick, but I don't think he's going to get that shot right away because he has not fought in so long. I think he needs to cement himself. And he doesn't have, have an easy opponent. And Ganu came out with a statement earlier saying, you know, I'm, I'm different. I'm different. Uh, the last couple fights, I've been worried about what everybody else thinks. I'm worried about myself. I'm out here to compete. And uh, I want to have fun. And that's scary because this guy is a tank. We've seen him knock people's heads off. Uh, he's just, he's absolutely insane. Huge dude. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. I mean, Engano is three inches taller. He's got a six inch reach advantage. It's going to be crazy, but he struggles against wrestlers. So if Kane can withstand that flurry in the beginning and Ganu gets tired, I think Kane takes him down and, uh, either TKO with ground and pound or submits him. So I think that's going to be a great fight. Uh, James Vick is coming back against my, one of my favorites, Paul the Irish uh, Dragon Felder. I love Paul Felder. Paul Felder is awesome. Finally back after he broke his arm again. Um, so super excited about that. I can't believe he's the underdog. 
So James Vick is favored to win, which is crazy to me because James Vick got his ass kicked by Justin Gaethje a few months back, got knocked out, one of the craziest knockouts. I thought that he was, like, dead. His his eyes were wide open, and his face was, like, planted into the canvas. Uh, he was breathing all weird. I mean, he got his freaking clock cleaned. But um, I'm going to go Paul Felder on that. I mean, it's close. I mean, Felder's only a plus 100 underdog. But I'm gonna go Felder on that. I'm, I'm not, I hate James Vick. Not never been a big fan of him. So Felder's fighting again. I love Paul Felder. Andre Feely's fighting, who he hasn't fought in a while. Aljamain Sterling. Uh, he's an, he's kind of uh, he's the underdog in that, but that's another close one. I think that's that's against Jimmy Rivera. I'm gonna go Sterling on that. I think Sterling wins by submission. Um. I'm kind of skipping through here because I'm. I only want to talk about the fighters that are known. Uh, Bermudez versus Benny Lopez. Lopez hasn't lost yet. He's nine and zero, but and he's but he's the underdog in that. Nick Lentz and Scott Holtzman. Check. Watch out for that fight. Holtzman has been on a tear. He's awesome to watch. And Nick Lentz goes out there and just throws bombs. That will be a good fight. Ashley Evan Smith is fighting. She's pretty good. She's the underdog on that card too. A lot of a lot of known fighters on this card are uh, underdogs, which is um, pretty cool. <clears throat> so I think that I think that this this card. I mean, this weekend for MMA fans is, is a great. It's going to be great. Um, I have no doubt about it. It's going to be very good fights all the way through from Bellator to UFC. So. If you like MMA, you want to watch it, check it out. Um, the prelims are on ESPN. The early prelims are on ESPN Plus, and um, then you got the main card is on regular ESPN. So you don't even need ESPN Plus to watch this weekend. Uh, you'll only miss three fights, and that's they're they aren't great. Henan Burrell's good, and Luke Sanders is a good fight. But other than that, I mean, you're not missing much. So tune into that. I promise you will not be disappointed by that at all. Um, so I'm going to go to some Twitter questions. Um, so I, I put out earlier, a qu- uh, ju- I just want people to you know kind of reach out to me and tell me what they want me to talk about. Ask me questions. See what's going on. Uh, ask for my opinion on things. It just it makes it more fun when when you're interactive and I can. Uh, answer questions because I kind of get sick of trying to find the stories and and constantly just like I like interaction I like to be able to answer your questions because then when you come in to listen to the podcast at least you know oh he talked about this let me uh, I'm gonna listen for it now I asked him this let me let me listen and see so uh, first question from Zach Sharenko, he asked, what is Master Splinter's favorite team? He's not with me today, so I'm going to do the honors and pick him a team. I'm going to go, he's going to be the Birmingham Iron. Uh, So Master Splinter is a Birmingham Iron fan. Why I picked them, I don't know. I just don't want him liking the same team as me. So that's what I'm going to go with. The next question... 
is what do I think about the Steelers? Or what do I think the Steelers will get for Antonio Brown? Um, that's interesting. Uh, I think that they'll get. I don't think they're going to get a first rounder. I don't think they'll get a first rounder for for Antonio Brown only because he is thirty or will be thirty. Uh, he's got a ton of miles on him. He's played for a while, but he is a game changer without a doubt. He's kind of had some injuries, uh, little nagging injuries. So I think that they can get a second, third rounder for him, maybe a player with that. Uh, if not, maybe package a, a second rounder this year, third rounder next year, or a third rounder this year, second rounder next year, however they want to do it. Normally they do the better pick now and then the, the later pick in, in the following draft. So I would say second, second and third rounder, maybe second and third and a player. Uh, but what the hell do I know? I'm not an analyst. I don't know what's going on. Depends how bad they really want to get rid of him. Uh, he asked for the trade, but that doesn't mean they have to trade him. If they're desperate to get rid of him, they'll take a low offer. Um, if they're willing to wait and play it out, they could get a better offer. Uh, it, some teams look at it like, okay, I can give, I can get rid of my second round pick because Antonio Brown's going to be better, most likely better than anyone, any receiver we take in the second round. Because again, there's question marks on all those picks. They haven't played at the pro level yet. So it really, it, it goes down to the Steelers. I mean, I think that they kind of want to move on from them. I mean, I think they, I think the Steelers are kind of over this, you know, this cloud hanging over them with Le'Veon Bell and now Antonio Brown. But at the same time, Steelers aren't going to trade Antonio Brown to, to anyone in that division that they're going to have to see him twice a year. So, you know, he's not going to be on the Browns. He's not going to be on the Bengals, the Ravens. So he's going to have to go to another team. I honestly think that somehow the Colts are going to get Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Um, if they don't get Brown, they're going to get – I think that they're the front runners to get Le'Veon Bell. And kind of sucks for Marlon Mack because Marlon Mack's done really well with the Colts. Um and you know, with Le'Veon Bell's there, he's going to be touching the ball. I mean, he catches the ball from the backfield. He runs the ball, so he's going to be the main focus of that offense. But I think the Colts can somehow swing and get both of those guys. Um, if not, Antonio Brown's already made it be known that he wants to go to San Francisco. He wants to be out there. He's talked to Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice has come out and said it as well. So I think that Antonio Brown ultimately ends up in either the Colts or. San Francisco, and then Le'Veon Bell, a lot of people are saying the Jets, and I could see that. The Jets don't really have a running back. They are a younger team. Uh, I think that the Jets also need some receivers. I mean, they got Anua, who's pretty good. Um, Anderson's kind of fell off. He took a step backwards last year. The DUIs and stuff, I'm sure, have something to do with that. Uh, I could talk to Leave the Pin in <laughs> about that because he's a Jets fan. But... um <clears throat> Yeah, so I think Le'Veon Bell, I could see him going to the Jets. But ultimately, if I'm if I'm the Colts, I'm trying to get both those guys. I think that solidifies them. I think their defense has really made a big jump. They've really turned around. Uh, that with having Leonard there, I think he really flipped that off or that defense a lot. They've made some defensive picks in the last couple of years. They got a really good offensive line. Andrew Luck's obviously fine. So I think they need another playmaker. At receiver, they got Ebron, Doyle at tight end, but really only T.Y. Hilton at receiver. So I think maybe go after, going after Antonio Brown, you know, solidifies that other spot. You got two dynamic playmakers on the outside. 
both fast, both good hands, can catch the ball. Um, I think that's that would be my favorite. That would be my preferred destination for him. Um, so then my <laughs> I have a video game question. I don't even talk about video games on this podcast much. Um, what are my thoughts on uh, Apex Legends? And who's my character I like to play with? Um, Mirage or Bangalore are my two favorite players to play with or characters to play with on that game. Uh, I like the game a lot. It reminds me a lot of uh, like a Halo with like a Call of Duty twist to it. It's fun. I don't really like the trios. I wish it was four. Um, trios is kind of weird, but uh, I like it. The game's fun. Uh, I like that there's no fall damage. I like how it, it's not like you finding a gun is rare. You can find all the guns really within one match. It's really about the attachments and you know that kind of stuff. I like how you can revive a player and bring them if they die. So if I die uh, and I don't get revived, they can pick up my, I guess it's like a card, and they bring it to a beacon and it respawns you. So even though you die, you still have a chance to come back in the Battle Royale, which is pretty fun, something that Fortnite or... Any of the other ones have. So I really like the game. It's fun. I played it all weekend. My wife really likes it. I really like it. So we've enjoyed it. I'm probably going to play it after I'm done with this. And I upload it. So Apex Legends, I, I really like. Uh, the servers suck sometimes. I gave EA some shit. But, you know, I'll get over it. It's just because I really like the game. I just don't want to stop playing. Um, And then I got, what are... My way too early predictions for division winners and Super Bowl winner of the for the NFL in 2019-2020 season. So what are my picks? That is really hard to do because free agency hasn't started yet. Um, there hasn't been a draft. No trades have happened. So it's really, really hard for uh, me, to, me to pick. Um but I'll go through it anyway. So I'll start with the AFC East and just go around. Uh, I think the Patriots will win that division again because they're the freaking Patriots. As long as Brady's there, they're going to keep winning. He could have a average season, and you know he's still going to. They're still going to win that division. Um, the Dolphins, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback? Tannehill's on his way out. The Bills just suck. Um, they're just not good. The Jets, just not good. Those teams have too many holes that they need to fill. But again, we don't know because we don't know what the, the draft's going to be like, what you know, what they could do in free agency. You know, the, the Jets might go out and get Le'Veon Bell and spend uber money and put themselves into a contending team. Uh, there's going to be players out there, too, on, on, the, on both sides of the ball. I mean, the receiving class is really the weakest class. I think for free agency. I mean, so Pierre Garcon is probably the best free agent receiver. So that's why a team that really needs a receiver, Antonio Brown is, you know, the guy you're going to throw your draft picks at because you can't even go out and sign one. I mean, really, like I said, Pierre Garcon is probably the best one out there. There, I don't even think there was a receiver rated in the top 100 free agents. So that's why, you know, Le'Veon Bell, he picked the right time to want to be traded for sure. Um, in the AFC West, uh, I think the Raiders will leapfrog the Broncos and be in third place. I think the Broncos will be in last with Flacco. As I said before, um, I don't think Flacco will make the contending team, which was another question that was asked. So I'll just answer that right now. I do not think 
Joe Flacco will make them a better team. I really don't. I think Joe Flacco has seen has has been past his prime. He was in his prime and out of his prime fairly fast. And I think Joe Flacco's done. Um, I'm gonna go Chiefs. You know, young team. They already did how well last year. I don't think Mahomes will have quite the year he had because there's more film on him. Uh, that's just natural what happens in the NFL. In the NFL, you know, they they watch film all the time. That's their job. Uh, they'll pick up on some stuff. I don't think he'll have he'll have as great of a year. But I think they'll still win the division. They got uh, just a good offense. You know, they got a good team. I think they'll go out and make some defensive uh, moves. They got rid of their defensive coordinator, so I think that they'll pick up some guys in free agency to fit their schemes. And yeah, so I know that they're probably going to get rid of Houston, um, who's been there forever. But they're keeping D Ford and and guys like that. So I think that they'll be uh, they'll be back at the top of the West. Um, and then the North. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say the Browns are gonna win the North. I think the Steelers take a step even farther back without Antonio Brown. I know they got Juju and they got Connor, and I really like the two of them. But Roethlisberger, another year older, he looked horrible this year. I had him in fantasy, so I know he did not look great. Um, so I think the Steelers take a step back. I think Lamar Jackson. I have a hard time thinking Lamar Jackson is gonna stay healthy running the way he does. Um, and I'm going to go Browns. I think the Browns, they do well drafting again. I think they make a couple free agent splashes, and they leapfrog two spots and win that division in the AFC North. And then the AFC South, you got the Texans, Colts. I think Titans are going to stink again. No quarterback. Marcus Mariota isn't good. Uh, again, they lack weapons, in my opinion. Jacksonville is without a quarterback. Um, so I'm going to go Colts. I think the Colts get Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown. And I think they become a powerhouse. I could see, I could see them winning 10, 11 games again. I could see the Texans more at nine, 10 games. I think the Colts, uh, win that division. Uh, the NFC East. Ooh. Um, as much as it pains me. Oh, I think the Cowboys. I think it's only because the Cowboys are they're not really losing much, you know. They still got Zeke. Uh they got Amari Cooper locked up. Dak does just enough. He plays well when he has to play well. I think their defense is kind of turning around. I think they'll get their lineman back. I think it's Frederick who who was out for the year because he he has a disease. So, um I think that uh the Cowboys will I think they're going to get more pieces and what they're going to lose. So I think that they will perform well. It's going to be a little weird though, because Kellen Moore is now their offensive coordinator. Who's he like just retired last year. He was a quarterback's coach this year and now he's the offensive coordinator. So um, that'll be a little interesting, but he's young and he's people have raved about him. So I think that the Cowboys will win that division in the NFC East. I think the Eagles, you know, we don't know. Carson Wentz just can't stay healthy. All right, two years in a row now he can't stay healthy. They're getting rid of Nick Foles, who's been their savior. Uh, they're going to lose some defensive pieces. I, you know, and and the running back situation there is is still up in the air as well. So, I think the Eagles take a step back. I you know I think Golden Tate's a free agent, so they don't even have him. So there's question marks at receiver aside from Jeffrey. Jeffrey's had a hard time staying on the field. 
I think the Redskins come in last in that division due to the quarterback situation. They have so many injuries all the time. Uh, I think that the Redskins come in last and the Giants will be in third. I think actually, you know what? I'm going to go Giants in second. I'm going to say Eagles third, Giants second. Um, I think the Giants are going to add, they're going to draft really well this year. I think the Giants are going to move up and, and be in uh, second place in that division. Possibly may land a wild card spot. Uh, I really do. I think, you know, even if, if they go with Eli, they're going to draft a quarterback regardless. I mean, it's almost a given. But they got weapons. They got weapons on offense. They need to sign some offensive linemen, but they, their line was better. Eli had his best year in how long. I think that their defense will play well. I'm going to go Giants in second. That's a kind of a bold pick. But um, I'm going to go Cowboys for the division. NFC West, I'm going Rams. Not even close. 49ers will stink. Cardinals will stink. Seahawks will be a good team. Nine wins, ten wins again, uh, in my opinion. They're going to lose Earl Thomas, but he didn't play this year anyway, and they were still 10-6. Russell Wilson's a winner. The North, going Bears. I don't even have to explain myself on that. Their defense is going to be good again. They lost some. They're going to lose Amos. They might lose Callahan, but I think they'll either draft someone when they draft. I think I don't think they draft to the third round though. But they'll draft someone or, or sign someone off free agency. Uh, they don't. They're not losing too many pieces. The Vikings stink because of Cousins. Uh, the Packers, their defense is eh, and Rodgers can't stay healthy either. The Lions are always bad. And then the NFC South, I'm going to go Saints again. I think they're going to win the division. I think the Falcons will be a lot better than what they were this year. I think this year was kind of a fluke. I don't think they're that bad. They had a ton of injuries the first week. They lost so many defensive players. So I, I think that that was a fluke. I also think the Panthers will will be over 500. I think that both those teams will be good. I think that, that division is going to be pretty good. I think Tampa Bay will even be a uh, a solid team. Um, so I like I like the NFC South, but I'm gonna go Saints with that. My Super Bowl picks uh, for the NFC. I'm gonna go the Bears. I'm a Bears fan. I think the Bears. I truthfully, in my heart, feel if the Bears beat the Eagles, they were going to the Super Bowl. I truthfully believe that. Um, I think Mitch Trubisky. You know, yeah, there's some film on him, but Trubisky makes a lot of plays with his feet extending plays and I think he's going to continue to do that I think they're going to work on his flaws and so I think that he's going to do better this year even with the film out on him I mean obviously he's not great under pressure he's not I mean that's just it's a given we've seen it but he's very good at escaping that pressure and that's what I like he can extend those plays so I'm going to go Bears in the NFC AFC. Who am I gonna? I'm gonna go Chiefs. Um, you know, I think the it's gonna be them and the Patriots again. I'm hoping Andy Reid can get over that hump. I've always liked Andy Reid, and and the guy just cannot win or catch a break in the playoffs ever. Uh, even when he got to the Super Bowl, he ran into Brady. So I'm gonna go Chiefs. So Chiefs Bears. That's my pick for the Super Bowl for 2019 2020. With your division winners, Sharanko, you probably won't like to hear that because I said that the Steelers are going to stink. Um, 
Then the last question, I got a Division II baseball question. <laughs> Will the Golden Rams, meaning Westchester Golden Rams, win the PSAC, which is the conference they play in, in 2019? So those of you that are not familiar with that, the PSAC has two divisions, East and a West. Um, the East has, I think it's Millersville, ESU, Westchester, Shippensburg, Lock Haven. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing one or not. And I know the West has Seton Hill, I think it is, or something like that. Or, I don't even know. I don't even know all the teams in it. Uh, Mercyhurst, I know IUP. I don't know everybody. Um, Pitt Johnstown, maybe? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the West, PSAC West has. Uh, that's that's out there. Um, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to say that Westchester wins the PSAC. Uh, they won the national championship two years ago. They are, Westchester's a great, great school. Great, great sports in general. Very good at football for the most part. Baseball team is incredible with what Coach Prachniak has done there. Uh, they also have Jared Malone, who was a guest on this podcast. So he uh, he was on here, and, and we're big fans of Jared. Jared's an absolute stud, probably going to get drafted this year in the top 10 rounds, hopefully sooner than that. So I think that they, uh, they'll win the conference. Um, so that's it. That's all I got for you guys today. It's a shorter episode. Um, I would like to, again, thank uh, Train on Main for their uh, sponsor for bringing the heat and leave the pin in. I'd also like to thank leave the pin in. Uh, I just want to say that they have just with adding uh, them to this network, it has increased our followers, our listens, our views. Um, I couldn't have, I couldn't have added a better, better duo. Really. They've done a lot. They've got us, got us a sponsorships and I'm extremely grateful for that. I'd also like to, uh, Give a shout-out to our other sponsor, Oahu Golf Apparel. You can find them on Instagram. Great stuff if you like to golf. Again, summer is right around the corner. Get your apparel now. Uh, you can get it a size smaller. Go to Train on Main, lose some weight, get buff, then wear the shirt or hat or whatever you buy from them out on the golf course, looking stylish. Um, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Uh, those of you that have a Valentine's Day, I hope you treated your significant other with some flowers. Uh, I didn't do that. I should probably go do that. Um, <laughs> uh, but I hope you, in all seriousness, though, I hope you um, treated your significant other with flowers, had a nice dinner, you know, and enjoy your day. Um, we'll be back again next week. A lot of exciting things coming up. Uh, we got inter- three interviews on this podcast lined up. Uh, two pro guys, um, one that I actually played against in high school, um, both from the Kansas City Royals organization. And then I got another guy, uh, another local kid who I didn't play against, but um, he's local. I know who he is. I've talked to him a few times. He is actually a pitcher, sophomore pitcher at uh, Coastal Carolina, a big part of that program and, and a lot of big things happening for him. He will be on the podcast coming up soon. So stay tuned for the interviews. Monday will be the first one. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Have a nice weekend. Stay safe. um, And 
we'll see you again on Tuesday. See you, everybody. Thanks.